You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. So today I want to talk about finding balance when you're home all day. I know for a lot of people, this is a really new thing and you're home all day all the time and it can be really disorienting, like hard to find that balance between, um, you know, like a super rigid schedule and trying to maintain some sort of routine and normality and also maybe apathy and just wanting to lounge and sleep and watch Netflix all day long. Um, So there's this really real battle that can go inside on inside of all of us when we're given these choices to make. You know, you have the choice to get up and do something. Nobody's holding anything over your head. Um, you know, and and part of you wants to be productive and then the other part thinks, well, it feels really nice to just sleep all day and not do anything. So how do you find that balance? How do you kind of teeter on that balance? And I personally don't believe that, you know, super hyper rigidity in your schedule or routine is necessary or even necessarily good. Um, so here, here's the first point that I want to make about that. I believe that you really should be in tune with your body. Um, all of us operate on different types of energy cycles, whether that is hormone related or otherwise, you know, a lot of us, we our bodies operate on cycles just in general, just like nature and everything else. There's a cycle to everything. So you'll probably notice that there are certain weeks out of the month where you have an abundance of energy and you feel super productive. And then there are other periods of time where you feel like you're really drained and you don't know why you don't feel productive and you don't feel in the mood to get things done like you did in a previous week. And a lot of that we may not realize if you're not tracking it, you may not realize that this is kind of happening on a rotation. I've been tracking this stuff in myself for years now and it's uncanny. Um, I think there are a lot of factors at play. I'm not going to go into all of them, but you really can gather a lot of information if you just track you're like tracking your habits, tracking your moods, tracking your energy levels and all that, you'll start to see patterns. Your patterns may not look the same as mine or somebody else's, but they're definitely there. There are patterns. And of course, there are outside influences too, you know, like the temperature. Uh, I've noticed like when it's warm, when it starts getting really hot at summertime, I start feeling more drained. I start wanting to take naps more frequently. And I know that, you know, so I can I can plan accordingly. But just there are so many factors at play um, that are definitely happening as well in the back end on rotation on a cycle. So I mean, I think that the more information that you get about yourself, you know, your personal flow, how you how you personally cycle through different phases of energy and productivity and all of that stuff. um, I think that the more information that you gather, the more you'll be able to tap into something that's way more efficient than constantly trying to go against your natural body and your natural tendencies. So Having said that, I do think that it's important that you allow your body to have its own natural flow without guilt. Because if you're struggling with yourself, if you're struggling with your natural 
you know, energy swings and energy fluctuations, or if you're struggling, you know, with your mood or times when you just don't feel like you, um, you know, you like you want to you want to nap more, you feel more tired. Um, If you're struggling with that, then it's going to be a constant uphill battle. And it's really not necessary. If you just respect giving your body what it needs when it needs a little extra sleep, then it gets a little extra sleep. Um, You know, when you need to move and you need to get sunshine, then you do that because you can feel it in your body down to your muscles and your joints that you need to get out and do some movement. When you really tune into that, uh, you're going to find that you're more efficient and more productive in other areas as well. It really dominoes out. And so that's an important part of it. And also, you got to have some kind of systems to keep all that shiz in place, right? You got to keep keep that in check. Otherwise, we all know that, yeah, of course, you could say, all right, me, I'm listening to my body and I just want to sleep all day long every day. And it's not necessarily that you're in tune with your body or that you're listening to what your body actually needs so much as, you know, laziness is kind of habitual. You know, whatever state you're in, it's the state that you kind of want to stay in because it's activation energy is like the energy required to start something new or to put forth to get something in motion. That's why momentum is such a powerful thing is because you're not having to front load all of this activation energy to do something new. Um, so if you're if you're being lazy, we'll just say that being lazy, you're laying around all day, you're watching your Netflix shows, you let yourself have a couple of days of downtime, but now it's kind of like sucking you into this whole vortex of constant laziness and downtime. Uh, It's because your body's doing what it's used to doing at this point. It's following this new habit and it doesn't necessarily relish the idea of front loading energy to go start something new. But we all know, like once you get up and you start, right, then the momentum ball starts rolling. And all of a sudden, you're super productive after like 30 minutes. We've all experienced that. I know we have. I personally was doing it last week. I was kind of laying around playing games with Matt. And I started feeling kind of sluggish. And then I thought, you know what, we need to do some cleaning up. And so I got up and I started just making the bed, just the act of making the bed. By the time I was done with that, I was already on a roll of like sucking, getting the vacuum out and sucking all the dust off the fan, going through the whole routine. And it just took like one little bit, little activity of activation to get the ball rolling. So you need to have something, of course, to keep all of that in check. So here's the thing. It's easier if you just have some milestones or some big boulders set aside right off the right off the bat. So you don't even in that case, you don't necessarily have to have like a daily routine or a daily ritual, it can make things easier. But if you're not the type of person who wants or needs that, then that's fine. Just make sure that you have some kind of milestones or boulders that are non negotiable. So for me, some of my non negotiable boulders are I have to have some kind of movement, I have to figure out some type of exercise. And I'm doing Erica Zeal's core studio exercises. So I can do it all on my phone. And I have these classes that are like 10 to 15 minutes a piece. So that that is my thing. I, I have to have very specific things to go through, which is why this program works so well for me is because if I was like, okay, I need to go search on YouTube for a new exercise video. Every time I want to go work out, then I mean, I'm going to spend the entire hour of exercising instead just searching through YouTube right? Just trying to find the perfect video. And then by the time I find it, I don't even feel like exercising anymore. So I need to have some kind of regularity to that. But that is definitely one of my big boulders. 
I know that I want to exercise at a minimum once a week. Ideally, I'd like to do it every day. But I know that if I go once, if I go a week and I haven't moved my body, which luckily has not been a problem. I have not made even come close to making it a week without moving my body. But should I do that? (laughs) I know that that's my alarm system. That's my alarm that's going to go off in my brain saying, you know, danger, danger. Now we got to get back on the ball. That's my boulder. That's my milestone. That's something I have to do. So it, it really becomes helpful or beneficial to track this stuff in some way. I know that I'm always mentioning like habit trackers and tracking your actions and tracking all of the stuff. And that's because it's so helpful. It's really beneficial. And a lot of times it's fun. And I know I've mentioned many times in the episodes uh, here lately that I've been using this app, this Dailyo app, and tracking literally what I do on an hourly basis. And I can tell you that it's so good that I do that because there have been a couple of times already when I'm like, when did we do this? How many how many days has it been since we did such and such? And I can't even remember. Maybe I'm trying to look for a receipt or, you know, for some reason I want a piece of information like to tell one of the girls doctors of something that happened, right? And I totally I can't remember. Everything blurs together. It's so hard to keep track of these things. And I'm like, oh, you know what? It's in my app. And I'll just go scroll back through the days until I see the thing that happened. I know recently, like a couple of days ago, we were doing our monthly finance balancing. And there was some really weird charge on the checking account that I didn't know what it was. It was like $19.50 by some weird name that I wasn't familiar with. And I checked my bank statement, like pulled up the bank account online, and it didn't give me any more information. So we were just Matt and I were both sitting there just like wrecking our brains. We're Google searching what the name of this place is to try to find out what it was. No luck. But I was able to go back to that date on my Dailyo app and find out exactly where I had gone that day. I'd gone to a taco stand. They must have made an error because there's no way that I bought myself three tacos and it came out to 1950. But I was able to track that back and figure out what it was. Anyway, just just a little life example of, of how that's come in handy. And it's come in handy more than that. Like I found myself using it a lot. But that's the point. Like you'll forget. You'll start to lose track of things. And then you'll start to also lose track of when is the last time I moved my body? When is the last time I took a bath? Do you know, do you know the last time you took a bath? That's another thing that I use the Dailyo app for because I can't let myself go beyond three days. But sometimes I can't even remember if I took one the previous day. Like I just don't remember. Maybe I have a terrible memory. Um, or maybe I'm just distracted by so many other things and time is just kind of running together. But I use the Dailyo app for that. This is a this is a constant conversation that I have with uh, my daughters too is like, and one of them is great about being on top of things, and I don't really even have to ask her. But the other one is like, I don't know, I took a bath some point recently, and so just being able to track that stuff can be super beneficial. But if you're going to track things, if nothing else, you should be tracking the things that are non-negotiable, the things that like if they don't happen then your life is going to really start to suffer. You're going to start to feel some kind of uh, of negativity from it. And I know this about myself because I've experienced it so many times that if I don't move my body, if I don't get sunshine, if I do just sit in one place for hours and hours and hours or days, um, if I try to spend multiple days in bed, I start feeling apathetic. I start feeling depressed. I start feeling just like gross and unhealthy. And I don't like that feeling. So 
I have these these boulders, these milestones of things that I need to get done. Now, I say boulders because to me, I use boulders as something that I'm going to want to do regularly, but it's not necessarily like taking me further in a direction. So I have milestones, for example, in things that I need to be getting done with my business. And if I don't reach those milestones, if I didn't have them, first of all, then it's very likely that nothing would get done, a year would pass, and I will would have not created, you know, the new things that I was intending to create. And then before you know it, a couple of years pass and you haven't really done anything. So I have to have these milestones, for example, in my business. And those milestones act like the boulders, like my exercising um, or drinking a smoothie or whatever. It seems like they're all fitness related. Um, But my milestones act like that only in the form of something that I'm trying to progress toward and move forward with. So you might have some kind of milestones in your own life. Maybe they're business. um, Maybe they're personal. At the end of the day, it really all comes down to what you value, right? I mean, pretty much anything that you invest your time and energy in is something that you value. So if you value um, exploration, like traveling, maybe you're not able to travel right now, but maybe it's still important to you because it's one of your core values that you go out and that you explore some part of the world that you're living in. So maybe that just means taking a walk out in nature or, you know, like going to a park where people aren't generally overcrowded at. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though? Like whatever it is that you value, that's what you're going to be creating these milestones based off of because that's what you're working toward. So it could be financial milestones that you're working on. And in that case, it's still going to mean that you need to take certain time, like you need to set aside certain time to get up off of Netflix or stop playing whatever games you're playing or whatever you're doing and pull up the spreadsheet and start crunching numbers, start making decisions on how much you're ordering delivery this week, you know. So all of that to say that You don't necessarily have to have, again, a rigid routine or some kind of a very specific set schedule if you don't want to. For some people, that's preferred and that's kind of required for their personality and for their personal energy patterns. And that's totally fine, too. That's great. That's part of what I'm saying. You have to listen to your body. You have to listen to what works for you and what's historically worked for you by keeping track of the things that give you energy, the things that energize you, whatever your triggers are. Um, for, For example, for me, I know that when I start getting into a slump, my triggers for energizing, my, my energy triggers, are sunshine and movement. Those are my two big triggers. And of course, coffee. But I drink coffee all day anyway, so it doesn't really count. So whenever I start feeling like, oh, you know, my, my eyelids are getting heavy and I want to take a nap, but I don't want to take a nap, you know, like my body wants to take a nap, but I'm like, God, I don't want to take a nap right now. Um, then I, I go for one of those two triggers, sunshine or movement. I'll like walk downstairs, maybe pull up one of my yoga videos, maybe just take Charlie for a walk, um, which kills two birds with one stone. (laughs) If I take Charlie, sometimes I'll get the whole family and be like, all right, it's time to go take Charlie for a walk, just so that all of us are getting outside, getting sunshine and simultaneously getting movement. And then like nine times out of 10, I feel set for the rest of the day. I feel like I'm back in balance, which is what this is all about staying in balance without overkill, without a hyper rigid schedule and feeling like you need to be productive 100% of the time and create or learn or do something, you know, constantly with this extra time that you may or may not have depending on your situation. Um, Or on the other end, without feeling like, 
okay, I'm just going to let everything go. I don't have any kind of structure. So let's just lay on the couch or the bed because I don't really know anything better to do. Find a place in the, in the middle, pick out those big boulders, set up your milestones, and then use whatever method or medium works best for you. So I've told you that I use the app hourly. But also for my milestones with business, I actually use a bullet journal. And it's a lot of fun for me because I have a little bit of an artistic nature to me. So, um, you know, I'll draw these flowers and then each petal of the flower will be a different task I need to do. I do that with these podcast episodes. I have some flowers. You can see it on my Instagram if you're interested, just how I use my bullet journal pages. But I have these uh, flowers and then each petal is a podcast episode and each flower is a month. So for April, I've got like four petals on that flower and I'll color it in whenever I'm through with that month. Anyway, (laughs) I get really creative with it, but that works for me. That's something I enjoy. I also use Google calendars and I set reminders for everything. If I have a scheduled phone call with somebody, if I have um, uh, an Instagram live that I want to watch somebody on live, you know, I set reminders for everything so that I can stay on top of this. I mean, there really is no one size fits all because it is so linked to your values and to your personal energy and patterns and all of the stuff that is so unique to you and all of your, you know, unique snowflake glory. Um, Nobody else out there is exactly like you. So you find what works for you. What gets you excited to fill out? Like for me, the bullet journal makes me excited. Every time I get to color in one of those petals, I can't even explain it. I get excited. Um, You know, I enjoy doing this hourly app. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. For some people, that might be a total chore and sound miserable. And that that person probably shouldn't do it. Um, But, you know, getting if you get to know your body, if you just invested some time in even just once a day tracking your energy for maybe like two months, you would have so much information and you would be able to base some kind of a loose future plan off of that information because you'd be listening to your body, you'd be listening to you know, your energy cycles, you'd be listening to your intuition, and all of that stuff can take you a whole lot further than some super rigid plan that's working for somebody else. So hopefully this helps. Hopefully, you know, you can find some kind of balance. I know that it can get really weird and hard, um, especially when you're, if you're not used to being home all the time. It's like it can be really exciting or it can be really depressing or, you know, <laughs> all of these things. It could be anything. And all really, it all comes down to what your values are. And are you still sticking to those values? And I'm not talking necessarily about like deep core values, like what your religion is or taking care of your family. Yeah, those are important too. Um, But just even on a smaller scale, like what do you value? Do you value fitness? Um, Do you value your finances? You know, like, what are the things that matter to you and that make you happy and that you definitely don't want to lose control of? So identify those, take out a piece of paper and a pen, if nothing else, and just write down what your big boulders are, what your milestones are, and what would be the coolest way for you personally, to be able to track those to make sure that you're able to stay in balance and feel good about taking the downtime because you know that you're still getting the things done that you want to get done. You don't have to feel guilty about it. Guilt doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't, help you to accomplish more. In fact, nine times out of 10, 
whenever people come, you know, of course, most of my experience is working with people through clutter and decluttering their homes. And when they come to the table with just this overwhelming guilt for not accomplishing what they had hoped to accomplish or, you know, not decluttering what they said they were going to declutter, I, I can physically see it hold them back from making progress. Whereas when people come and they're like, you know what, I didn't get this done, but I'm going to get it done. I've got it scheduled for the day after tomorrow. The whole energy changes. And those are the people who are able to progress farther. Well, that's true of everything. When you when you come to the table with guilt and with this heaviness, that heaviness really drags you down. So don't let it. Just be okay with it. You know, even if you've been, maybe you've lost a little bit of sight of what you had wanted to accomplish or what you had wanted to take care of. And now you're feeling kind of, uh, you know, just say, okay, you know what, that's great. Now I've got some new information. I'm going to pull out my pad and pen. I'm going to make a list of the big boulders that maybe I've lost track of, but I'm not anymore and start moving forward. And it changes everything. Everything starts to feel lighter. Everything starts to feel like it's progressing forward. And that's really what it's all about, you know, enjoying every single day. <laughs> 